Welcome to the Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybeal, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Now, here's John. Hi, I'm Sean Varwig. Hi, this is Mario Saviano. Hi, this is Jensen Benet. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. This is part two of our sim racing series. I've asked three gentlemen to come on to the show today to talk about three different aspects of sim racing. I have been feeling lots of questions and texts and emails about how to get started in sim racing. And so these uh, three different uh, gentlemen are going to join us and talk about what they do. So first up on the show is going to be Sean Varg. He's a member down in, well, he's a member locally, but currently he's down in Sarasota, Florida. Mario Santiano, who is from the Kart Track, the mechanic at the Kart Track, and he is down in Campus, Illinois. And also Jensen Benet, who is over in Peoria, Illinois. I recorded this while I was on the layover in Nashville, Tennessee. And it is uh, April 21st where I'm doing this intro, and we are still in Illinois under the stay-at-home order. So I do want to give a big shout-out to the staff at the club. They are working tirelessly preparing for our eventual eventual opening, which will come. We just don't know exactly when it's going to happen. So um, I do thank them. I have, uh, you know, exchanged some emails and some phone calls and been in a couple meetings to talk with everybody. And they are working, shuffling the schedule, trying to prepare for the best racing season possible. So I, I do want to thank them. I'm, I'm sure it's not easy juggling everything. And with all everything that's still up in the air, we don't have any specific dates. We don't know when the stay-at-home order will be lifted and or what the new rules will be as we go forward. But they are preparing for everything. And at a moment's notice, I'm sure they're going to be able to enact all of their plans. So I, I do want to give a big shout out and thank them for, for what they're doing. So back to sim racing, I I started sim racing, so I have a little different aspect of what I'm doing with sim racing compared to the three gentlemen that were joining us. I got into sim racing simply to practice. I got a new GT car this year, a uh, 2013 Boss 302 S, and I wanted to be able to practice as much as I could, so I picked Assetto Corsa, which is one of the racing programs, and they have a similar Mustang. So I've been hitting some of the tracks, just practicing with that Mustang, you know, learning the tracks, different things, different aspects of that. So that's been, uh, you know, beneficial for me. At least I get a, I get to do something. And the three guys that are coming on, they all do something different also. So there's many ways they're gonna. T- we're gonna talk about each one of the systems that they have, and we're also gonna talk about, you know, sp- specifics of what they're using. So if you would like to, you know, investigate more of the equipment aspect of it you can always pause and write down their these the equipment that these guys have, you know, rewind it or, you know, see them at the club hopefully soon and ask them questions. Or you can also send me a question at podcast at autobahncc.com. I also wanted to talk about the new website, autobahnmembers.com. It's refreshed with a new look. Everything that was there before is still there and some new stuff. So if you haven't seen the new website, jump over there. And I always like to give a plug to make sure you guys are getting talk around the track. That's the email that comes out on every Wednesday to kind of give you a heads up of what's happening at the club. They also have the Facebook page. You can head over to the Facebook page and check that out also. 
And tonight, the 22nd of April, don't forget about the third in the I-Series Racing for the club. You can check that out uh, on the YouTube channel. Last week it was streamed, and it was pretty fun watching that. And uh, so get a hold of Kyle Nadu at AudubonCC.com, K-Y-L-E-N-A-D-E-A-U at AudubonCC.com. Kyle Nato will get you all hooked up if you would like to participate in the iRacing series. Thanks so much for listening, and here is everybody on the Audubon Country Club Podcast. Hi, I'm Sean Varwig. I am currently in Florida, but normally live in Illinois, and I race at Autobahn, participate in the Sim Racing League. All right, cool. Sean, thanks for being on the podcast. So you're you're in Sarasota, Florida, right? Is that right? Yes. Right now, anyway. And yeah, tell us. So you're uh, you've been very helpful to me and my family, uh, helping us get more involved in sim racing, and so I thank you for that. So. Uh, no real quick, what do you, what uh, actual real cars, what do you, what do you race real car wise? Since I was about 11, I was when I started driving on track and I was driving my mom's street car. So something with, with, uh, Tom in the passenger seat. Very brave man. Tom Bagley, one of the coaches there at the Audubon. Yeah. Yeah. Then when I was about 13 or so, I started racing, spec me out as an Audubon. My dad has had a 944 Turbo race car for about over 20 years, and so I've just now started driving that a little bit more. And I raced it a couple of times. I did an endurance race in it a few months ago. Um, and we all, we have had, but we don't have any more, a Porsche GT4 Club Sport that I drove a couple times but never raced. Okay, awesome. And you're how old are you? I just turned 16 this past year. So tell us about what kind of sim rig do you have? Do you have set up? Right now I'm in my house in Florida, and I have a sim rig here, and I have a I have one up north too. Uh, right now I just have a uh, this one's pretty basic. It's got good equipment, but the rig itself is basic. I bought a play seat rig for relatively cheap compared to all the other ones, and I just got a stand with a single 50 inch TV. I was going to use some wheels and pedals that I had a wheel and pedals that I had just kind of stored away from ones that I upgraded from. But uh, those, when I got down here, those actually broke. And so just now, uh, a couple days ago, I got a Fanatec Direct Drives uh, wheel and the Fanatec Porsche GT3R wheel rim, which has been amazing. And then just today, actually, I got a new set of pedals from Fanatec with, that are the uh, Club Sport V3 inverted, which came with the brake damper and all those things that make it feel as real as possible. The rig that you have is not necessarily, I mean, yes, I've seen, I've kind of seen pictures of it. It's pretty, uh, it, you have very nice equipment uh, on that. So do you notice a difference? Oh, th- one question, I was, one thing I was going to add is the rim is what we call the actual wheel that goes on the steering component. So instead of a steering wheel, we kind of refer to it as the rim. But that, how how have you felt a direct drive? Is that is direct drive a lot different? It's it's more precise. Some people like there's different views of direct drive. Direct drive will offer you more power to your hand, so more like motor torque. 
fan attacks DD1, which I have, there's a DD1 and DD2. One has like 16 newton meters of torque, and the other has like 22 or something like that, which is insane amounts and can break your hand with either one. I don't see it as offering more torque. I see it more as offering more precise inputs. So the the entire concept of a direct drive is that instead of having, like, the main, some of them have gear-driven drives, so they go through the gears to get to your hand, so they get to the wheel that that turns against you when you're in counter-steer and things like that. Wow, and some have a belt-driven system like the other Fanatec wheels. But the direct drive, actually, the motor turns the, like, the, pole, the pole that the wheel was on. Okay. And so... Get, and so that gives much more precise movements and much more timely movements. And I think overall, uh, wheel and pedals will upgrade your experience, but the, I don't think they'll improve lap times hugely. Okay. Because I've driven on, like, from a Logitech G29 to the direct drive system that I have now. So various, various price points from, like, $400 to $2,000. And... I can run the same lap times on either. I prefer to drive on the direct drive, and I think it's more fun. Okay, kind of gives you a different experience. And how, how long have you have you been sim racing? I don't know. I might I might be a record holder in our group. Uh, I got my first simulator in about two thousand eight. Holy cow! <laughs> and that was that. That was back in the day when R Factor had come out two years ago, and um, so it's been a while. Yeah, you've been doing this a long time. Well, you can tell by your skill level, I think, too. Uh, <laughs> I remember the first day I got my sim, I spent six or seven hours on it, just the first day. And that, and I had, like, a fan attack, the old, old GT3 RS wheel and stuff, and it was super fun. Well, well neat. One, one thing that I kind of want to talk about is the experience. So this, the, the show, we were going to talk a little bit about different ways different guys enjoy uh competition camaraderie while we wait for the club to open and this of course can continue year-round even when the club is open and of course through the winter time uh so one of the things that i noticed that you you do a, a lot of things on, on on sim racing is what i have gathered but one thing that i think is neat is you host races and other members and club members and your friends all kind of join in this race and you you do this quite a bit different cars different locations um and it to me it makes it very unique and very fun when you you know you know the other guys that you're with and you're with them all the time it's it's a little bit better than just randomly going out for me it is randomly going out and just trying to join a race on iRacing for example yeah so I mean, I kind of employed the strategy that I have because I play other video games too and stuff, like on my computer. And um, I've employed the strategy I've played with those. I don't like those games because they're fun on their own. Well, they are a little bit, but they're much more fun with other people and talking to your friends and like getting to do that. And especially when we can't be really near each other and talking in person, it's a great way to interact and a great way to kind of do something together without being next to each other. And so... It's a very big social aspect for me. And I just like to do it in general. But if I can get someone else there, it's two to three times as fun. And so I like if I'm thinking about, hey, maybe I want to go do this, I'm kind of bored. 
I will send a message out to the group chat that we have on text messages, and I'll just say, hey, I'm going to go do this at this time and maybe this at this time. And I'll kind of like send out like a little schedule for the night because I don't have anything to do. So I, so I just send out a little schedule of what I'm going to be doing all night. And different people will hop on at different times and we'll have a big race with a bunch of people and it's really fun. And it's not just people in our group chat. Like, I don't put a password on these sessions or anything. So anyone from around the world that has iRacing can join us and race with us. Yeah, that's uh, – so that is kind of unique. And, and sometimes we, we do have some different people on there that, that no one knows who, who just joined. But I, I will agree. So there's a, a game, for lack of a better word, a, a chat system called Discord. And Discord is a way for people to log in and chat. And I've used it, Discord, not just for gaming, but I've used Discord for uh, investing and stock trading where we kind of ha- has like a, a chat and a, and a, a hot It's kind of like Zoom without video. There you go. Zoom without video. That's right. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, which is very neat. I mean, I think that that adds a lot to it. I know that some guys don't, don't, you know, don't get on there and they kind of get distracted. It's amazing to me how you can drive so fast and talk about not even what you're doing and still be able to drive so fast where I'm totally focused on everything. But I, it has changed for me. I really like doing that because as far as the iRacing goes, I'm much more motivated, you know, I'll sit down for dinner, my wife goes, oh, do you have a race tonight? And I go, well, let me check. <laughs> and uh, I don't do it, you know, as often as, as I would like, but it, it is really neat to have that group of people, especially people that we know from the track that are getting together. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just great that what you're, there's a couple of different guys that, that, that host a lot of races, but you're very active on there. In addition to that, you're very helpful uh, like I mentioned, um, you know, coaching and helping, and you're very willing to to give an old guy like me some some pointers. <laughs> well, and um, a lot of the people that are in this chat and things, I actually didn't know before this group started. And so, like one of the people in our group chat, Mike Enzaldi, I had I didn't know who he was. I didn't know what he did. I didn't know what he raced. I didn't even know he was a person, really. And so. <laughs> And so through this, like, we started to drive together and chat on Discord all the time. And you get to new, know more people, and it's really fun and to get to know. And, like, I didn't know you really that well before this. And now, like, I'm talking to you a lot because we just do this together because we're both bored. and we have. It's been great. So what do you find uh, is – now, you do some competitive iRacing also. Is that, is that correct? Is that the system that you use? Is iRacing for your, the competitive side of it? Um, I use everything. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't do much competitive stuff. I'll do the official races because I want to get up in license class and just be able to have more fun with more people and stuff in general. Um, and I, I, I've used the Seto Corsa, which I really like. I've used Racer, which I also really like. I've used R Factor, R Factor 2, Project Cars, Project Cars 2. Like, you name it, Forza, whatever you want to say, I've pretty much tried it. Um, and I kind of settled on iRacing a little bit. Like, the physics are good. The graphics are pretty good. I, I tend to like a little Assetto Corsa a little better. But Assetto Corsa, the issue is it's really hard to set up a server where we can play with multiple people on it. That's a big aspect of the game for me. And so 
with iRacing, it's as simple as just buying a session for like 38 cents an hour, and I'm fine with that number. iRacing tends to be a little bit more expensive than some other systems where you can just like race room. It's a free game. You buy the car pack for $120, and that's you, you got it forever. When iRacing, you have to buy hours for a public session and buy cars at $12 a piece and tracks at $12 a piece. But it's also a really good software where we can all kind of agree that it has a good baseline for us to drive around at and have fun. It's it's definitely been fun. So I have been, since our first session that came out when we talked about the iRacing for the club first came out, uh, that show I've been asked a lot, texted and emailed a lot and phone called. What would you say about getting started? I'm not the guy. I mean, we got started a couple years ago, but it was a really slow transition, very slow transition. And I got a new car this year, and I really wanted to try that. So I set up a set of Corsa, and then I was I was running on that, practicing on that. And then, of course, then we got shut in, and then uh, uh, I got invited to join the, the the chat with everybody, and iRacing came, came back into the forefront for us. What... Would you recommend somebody that hasn't started yet? What would you recommend them to go out and do, and, and how would you get them started? Brandon Collins is the perfect example of this. He um, he had about he had about a day to get his whole sim together and get everything going, and he doesn't have any high class sim by any means. He he has, he sits in a rolly desk chair that isn't as good, and he has something propping the wheels up so he doesn't move around when he goes to hit the brake or anything. And then his pedals are just sitting on the ground, and he kind of has been propping them up so that they don't move when he has the pedal or anything. He bought a PC on Craigslist or something that wasn't even completely built, so he could just kind of get in as cheap as possible and try it. And then um, he got a wheel and pedals from, like, Best Buy or something, and they're, like, clamped onto his desk. So you could just, and he has, like, a little monitor or TV on his desk. And so you could honestly just buy, like, a little monitor TV, put it on a desk, buy a Logitech G29 for, I think, they're, like, $400 maybe, 350 And the wheel clamps onto your desk. You can put the pedals on the floor, and you can sit in a chair and do it. Or you could get something like a play seat, which is, three, I believe, $380. And then you get a TV stand, or, a t- or you put it on the table. And it sits on the table. That you, know, you put your TV on the table or on the stand, and it sits in front of you. And you're sitting in a chair, and there's something to bolt your wheel to so it doesn't move. And there's something to bolt your pedals to so they don't move. And your chair is attached to all that so that it doesn't move. And there's, of course, more expensive ways to do it. Like, you'll buy something from, like, R-Seat or something, which is another company that makes big sim rigs. And they're more sturdy, and they have more support for, like, shifters or stuff that you can put on additionally. But just a baseline thing, Play is a pretty cheap option that I consider to be pretty good. That's why I bought it for my house here in Florida. Thanks again for giving us some insight uh, for, you know, my son and I. Thanks for hosting all the uh, races. I, I've really enjoyed this, and I can't, I can't wait to, for us to get together in person at the track when that opens up. Yeah, uh, until that's what then, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, until then, we'll have to get our, our, our racing uh, fix uh, in a simulated way. And uh, I look forward to, Sean, I look forward to seeing you at the club and doing some laps together or something in, in a real car. <laughs> yeah, it should be fun.
<laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, thanks again, and I'll see you on uh, the, ne- the next uh, uh, iRacing session. How about that? Yeah, see you then. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hi, this is uh, Mario Santiano from Campus, Illinois. Mario, welcome to the podcast again. <laughs> thanks for having me, John. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me come back. <laughs> so you are um, you uh, a mechanic, a, a coach, a, a go kart mechanic, a race car mechanic, a diesel mechanic. In addition to all those things, and many many others, I'm sure, but you are a uh, professional sim racer. Can I? Is that true? Can I say that like that? <laughs> I guess you could say that. Uh, a lot of people can claim that title now, but uh, I mean, the internet, anybody can have the voice of uh, professional, I guess. But uh, yeah, you can in certain series, and and one of them is like the one I've probably told you about is the Grand Turismo one. But, uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with what kind of equipment do you have? Do you have? Uh, okay, well, basically, like, getting into the sim world, uh, I just use a TV and a PlayStation for Gran Turismo. Other people can use their uh, computers or PCs, and sometimes a gaming PC. Uh, I use a steering wheel, and I go with a Thrustmaster brand. There's also Logitech's out there. And then if you want, you can build your own kind of racing seat or some people kind of put tables like those old time dinner tables together and put the, you know, the foot and all the gas pedals and clutch pedals on the ground and just kind of rock and roll that way. But uh, if you get a full rig set up in the TV, you're pretty much racing that afternoon after it's all put together. Yeah. What Thrustmaster do you have? Uh, I have the uh, T-150, so it's very entry level, but it, it's definitely it's awesome. It gets the job done. It's great. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not sponsored by them. I'm not endorsing them, but I do love that that steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a T uh, a T one one fifty, and your pedal set. Do you have a clutch too, or you just have a, a, a gas and brake, or? Yeah, it comes with the whole three phase pedal system, and that's clutch, brake, and gas. So you can add on the shifter mechanism, the six speed. Or, yeah, they have a seven-speed now because of cars like the Corvette, but you can add that stuff and drive like a real race car. <laughs> um, and so. it, one of the unique things is you're using a PlayStation, which we call that a gaming gaming console. Is that is that the right term? Yeah, a gaming console, an Xbox, some people, uh, Nintendos, Switches and Wiis or whatever, but uh, PlayStation is what I have. And the specific game that, or, or platform of gaming system is Gran Turismo, right? Yeah, that's correct. It's Gran Turismo, and the game is called Gran Turismo Sport. Okay. So, and that, that game's been around for a while, right? Yeah, since the very first Sony PlayStation, like uh, mid-'90s. So they've been in development with card design and technologies forever, Polyphony and the developing team. Okay, so so how long have you been have you been doing the uh, sim racing? Let's say, um, let's say a couple years now. I mean, since I've had a PlayStation for PlayStation Four, that is 
for, um, I don't know, four years, probably about that long, and a little bit before then in the old NASCAR game. <laughs> okay, but. cool. So you are in a racing series and a factory driver. Well, tell, tell us a little bit about that. This, I think, is awesome. Okay, so basically in this sim series or sim game, like iRacing is different than Gran Turismo, but in Gran Turismo they have two leagues, and one is a manufacturer series, so you would race for a manufacturer, Ford, Chevrolet, Aston Martin, you name it, they probably got it. And the other one is just a competitive series. But either way, at the beginning of said season, if it's a springtime season or summer league or the fall league, you would sign a driver contract, and then you're entitled to like drive for that manufacturer or that car man. Is it like, yeah, the title brand or whatever you would say, call them. You would race for them for that season whichever be 10 races or however long and at the end of it who knows you might walk away with a championship with their name on it so so and then this in this season you're racing for chevrolet in a corvette correct in the corvette yeah and that's in the nation's cup that other one the manufacturer series is for the spring one i decided to join ford and I, I'm in a Mustang now, but uh, the the Corvette is now in the Nations Cup. So that's I switched it up from last time, from the Fall League last year. Okay, so you're in the Fall League. So this year you're racing for Ford in a Mustang. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very. And cool. and we're six races in. So there's a a, a racing series, and how many cars generally are in the or are, are in the a race uh it's usually a field of 16 to 20 but i've never been in one less than 18 so uh it's used it doesn't allow racing up to or anything under that but uh yeah it's usually 20 guys and they're we're all gunning for points to eventually take a championship for the end of the the season or you know the the total championship at the end of the i guess race league you know and how much time do you, I mean, do you put a lot of time into this or how much time do you put into this? Uh, it varies. Uh, you know, <laughs> you rattled off a bunch of things that I've been doing and I'm, one of those is also a student. So <laughs> I would say I would still get, um, I don't know, at least six hours a week in a sim rig and that's a Gran Turismo or iRacing or um, a set of Corsa. Well, actually, a set of Corsa is on the PlayStation. I don't have that one on the PC. But any one of those, I just jump in and at least turn some laps somewhere. And so you know, so you know where the race is going to be. These are all road races in the Mustang, correct? Are they ovals or a combination? It's a combination, yeah. So you know where the where the race is going to be. Is there a lot of time spent on 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 learning that learning that? Uh, um, the track, track or the and then yeah and then messing do you get the best with the setup like you do in in an i racing type game um this one if it's uh usually uh one of the only one of the manufacturers series adjusting but in the other nations cup they do allow it um so basically everyone is just even playing field and it's it's you know like you said how long would i spend on the track leading up to that race probably a good part of those six hours just figuring out that racetrack that line the best you know position to overtake and everything so okay it's kind of yeah all encompassed but which do, do you 
do you feel that they're all pretty? Do you, do you have a favorite between iRacing, Assetto Corsa, or Gran Turismo? Do you have Do you have, do you have a favorite? Uh, okay, if, I, if there's a top three list, <laughs> it is probably uh, for realism. It's probably iRacing, Assetto Corsa, Gran Turismo, and in that order. Um, now, ease of getting into them. Uh, maybe Gran Turismo or Assetto Corsa would be the easiest because you just get a gaming console. iRacing, there's a lot of updates involved and it's a little bit more of a headache. But Yeah, so the gaming console seems to be, I mean, they're relatively inexpensive where I would say, you know, a high-end gaming system that can support, quote, you know, that can support three monitors. That PC, <laughs> to be able to do that, is the most almost the most expensive unless you're buying you know high-end direct drive wheels is almost the most expensive part of of a system is to get some type of gaming computer that you might want to run you know eventually run depends on how far you advance this you know run three screens on you have, your graphics card's pretty expensive so gaming systems are really uh quick and inexpensive being a used gaming system and maybe a used set of pedals and steering wheel and you can go right at it yeah, exactly. So it's a trade-off. Um, like gaming consoles also have like a limited lifespan. While if you do buy like a gaming PC, yeah, it might be an initial upfront heavier cost, but you have more you know upgradeability down the road. It's a it's a you know pick your poison kind of thing. Um, when it comes to the like say the other peripherals, the steering wheel and say the pedals and your shifter, um, invest in some. You're gonna beat it up if you're gonna be you know, racing like you would, uh, say, a normal real car, invest in something that's a little by quality. Be careful what you find for used, but uh, that doesn't mean that there's bad deals out there. It's just, uh, you know, it just depends on what you're trying to do. Yeah, you've been tremendous. Not only do we, do we get to, you get to help us with our, with our carts and with our cars, uh, but you actually took some time back in January and helped us step up our, our, simulator type game and and figured out you know our graphics and you're just the all-around kind of mechanic and fix-it person and and really helped us out and you know we didn't we didn't know back in january when you were when you were helping my son and i get everything going we didn't know back in january that you know we'd be uh on a under a stay-at-home order there in illinois and the track wouldn't open april 1st and here we are um you know, really enjoying sim racing as our outlet to be with our friends and, you know, driving cars on a track, I guess, I guess you might say. So, we, you know, our family wants to thank you again for all the stuff you do, you do for us because you do a lot. And, uh, and, and that was a big jumping point because if we hadn't have, you know, if you hadn't have helped us get over that hump to kind of understand a little bit more about it, we wouldn't be in a position you know, building. Our, you know, we just got a new rig this weekend. We finally I, finished it. And, um, oh, really? Awesome! The Rimco Sport one. Yeah, the one yeah. Talking so um, that's uh, we, we're gonna up. The sides are a little too short for us, so we're gonna update that. But but Friday, Mitchell's. I had to leave today. Is Monday the twentieth? I had to leave today, but it's uh, it is physically up and running. And uh, by Friday, nice. it'll, that is awesome. it'll, it'll be a little bit better. And then by Saturday, hopefully, it'll be wrapped and. And ready to go, and it'll it'll look as appropriate sure. as it, as good as we think it might be. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, thank you for all the kind words, man. I uh, I really appreciate. It. I really appreciate coming back on and talking. Um, yeah. If you ever you guys need some help, um, 
you know, computer sim stuff. Um, Jordan Mystic is also with uh, you guys, you know, have all, we kind of, we all help each other out. So anybody ever needs a hand and <laughs> drop an email and, uh, be willing to help out. And, uh, yeah, I just been, it's been awesome working and figuring everything out. We also got the VR, which was pretty cool to try out for the first time. So yes. where you can get the full 360 experience in the car. And, uh, that was definitely a, a whole new world to experience. Yeah, that was that was interesting. We, we you know we we started. I thought, well, why buy three screens? We can buy a VR system, and I, I think my son didn't even as a gamer didn't probably enjoy it. I know some people swear by it. Some people love it. I think that that might be the minority. Uh, the VR system. I do. I pro, I get more enjoyment out of out of this out of the you know just a single screen. But I have yet to run our three screens, which we just got up and running yesterday. But you know, I I think just a simple screen, and and boy, they're in it relatively inexpensive right now. And you, you helped us pick out the right screen for us, and with the right refresh rate, you taught us all about that. And so we 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 figured <laughs> yeah, it, we, yeah. yeah, we figured it out, and um, I'm pretty happy with what we got going now, and I'm looking forward to trying these three screens, but. Um, we just wanted to have have you on, you know, along with our other other guests, kind of talking about the different aspects or different ways that you can get involved in sim racing. It's not just one. It's not just one way. There are multiple ways. And the last thing I I, I wanted to say, the Gran Turismo, the last person who won like the Gran Turismo World Championship, uh, that person is driving for BMW as factory driver for BMW. Is that correct? Yeah, that's uh, that's correct. So they put them in the simulation room, I guess, in Munich or wherever over there, somewhere where BMW is made. And then he just sets lap times, and then they shuttle him out. And he's just a factory driver now. And I don't know how in, uh, in depth he is with racing. I should probably follow up on him. Um, but yeah, that's it's just it's wild the opportunities that can lead or that you know that can evolve from well now sim racing or people would consider it video games a couple of years ago, but. Yeah, it's amazing. So yeah, there's there's many people who stepped from sim racing into a car, done real well, and or made it even more of a a, a, a profession, uh, which is kind of in, interesting in that world that I'm learning more about every day. It's wild. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, like you said, during these trying times, I mean, uh, most of the country being shut down, most of the world being shut down. Uh, it's just like you see the NASCAR Invitational, Indy Racing. Like those, uh, those sim racing platforms are now nationally publicized, you know, on Fox, and it's just amazing. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, you know, who would have thought video <laughs> games are, you know, simulators? But all right, well, well, Mario, thank you so much for being on the podcast again, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in person at the track as soon as we get open. Yes, hopefully May and. Yeah, thank you for having me one last time. Appreciate all the nice stuff, and hopefully see you guys soon. And uh, I guess take care, everybody. God bless. <laughs> Hi, this is Jensen Benet from Peoria, Illinois. Jensen, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's uh, Monday, April 20th uh in the evening here how's your day going so far my day's going pretty good how's your day going not bad i'm down here in um 
where am I? Nashville, Tennessee. So I'm uh, stuck in a hotel and uh, fending for myself. Yeah. Any music there? <laughs> <laughs> the few, music is not playing anymore right here. <laughs> That's uh, oh, yeah. but, but hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Nashville's looks like uh, Tennessee is opening up here in the next couple of days. I don't know about Nashville, but um, the state's opening up. It looks like so soon. That's good. Yeah. Soon. You. Uh, being a, a sim racer, the first thing I want to ask you about is what kind of what kind of set setup rig do you have? What kind of equipment are you using? I'm using a Fanatec steering wheel and pedals. Really, it's just like a basic Fanatec setup with a Formula One wheel, and the pedals are actually kind of the same pedals that Max Verstappen uses for his sim. Okay, yeah, the, the Formula One driver, interesting, very cool. Do you do you race with uh, one screen, two screens, three screens, or just one or three, three screens? Three. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Do you find that three screens helps? Honestly, yeah, it does really help. It has some benefits to it. You get more vision with the cars around you, and basically it gives you more notice on the cars behind you, on the right or left. And have you been doing sim racing for a while, or? Yeah, I just started the sim racing, like the series, the PCA series. I started in March, and the season finale is this Friday. Oh wow! So it's coming up on that. So, uh, Porsche Club of America. That's one thing we wanted to talk about. You were kind of talking with the different, different people this show about different aspects of sim racing and and how they are enjoying it. I guess you might say. And so the Porsche Club of America, the PCA, has their own iRacing program that you're involved with, right? Yes, that is correct. And and how often is this? How did you find out about this? Did you just see it one day, or how did how did it come to be that you joined this this uh, this racing program? Well, the sim racing championship became major in like January, like. Our, our family caught wind about it, and basically we just decided to do it. We thought it'd be something more for me to sharpen my skills in racing, and it's really helped. I feel. Yeah. So you've been racing a long time. You're you're big time kart racer. Run the championships, multiple championships, and then this this past year you moved into um, uh, Miata racing. Is that right? Yes, it is we've watched you race different a lot of different things and how do you feel that do you do you feel that sim racing is going to help you when you get into the car or uh is it just something fun to do or you just like learning the tracks how how do you equate to the, the benefits of it i really see all three of what you said honestly because sim racing has kind of helped me gain more confidence of how to feel the car like what it can and cannot do what its capabilities are and basically, I usually do it for fun as well. I usually sometimes race with friends on there, some of the Autobahn guys as well. Not in the PCA championship, but I usually race with them too. And so, yeah, this is just another one of the unique things that that's taking place in the sim racing world. And how many races has been this, this PCA uh, championship that you're in? How many races has it been? Well, there are eight races in a season. We've currently done seven of them. I'm second in the championship, really close to first place after he kind of had a bit of a blunder in the last race. Wow, so going into finale, and it's every Friday night, right? Yep. There's and- a 
race on Wednesday, though. They call it a prelude. It's like five minutes shorter than the actual race, which takes place on Friday. Hmm. Interesting. So how many people are competing in this? Usually, well, there are four classes of it. In the class I'm in, the sportsman class, I actually used to be in the rookie class. They had sportsman and rookie together. But after race five, they separated them. And, like, at race four, they promoted me into sportsman mid-race because apparently there were a lot of issues with, like, the classes and all that, and I was, like, too quick for rookie. So they had to promote me. And there are 50 people in sportsman that I raced against. Holy cow, that's a ton of people. That's a ton of people. And a different track every week? Yeah, a different track. Last week, well, last race, should I say, that was at, I'm trying to remember, where was that? And it was at Silverstone. It was the 2008 F1 circuit, so not like the current Silverstone that we raced at in F1. And so um, what are, what cars are you racing? Is it always the same car, or is it different cars too? Yeah, it's the same car. It's the Porsche 911 RSR. It's a really great car. They raced it in Le Mans. It's a GTE-class car, from what I've heard. And it's really quick and it really steers like a beauty they are changing car for season five however to the 718 i believe hmm and it will this will this uh the pca championship will that always just be kind of a spring thing are they going to do it year-round do you know how that's going to after this race at the finale here this friday well they do like two championships a year one the spring and one the fall that's basically how they do it. They started in, I believe, 2018 in the fall. And then, like, season two is the spring 2019, season three, fall 2019, and season four, of course, spring 2020. This RSR, I'm assuming, just uh, uh, paddle shifting, like a PDK transmission that you paddle shift? Yep, that is true. It's a paddle shifter. It has six gears to it. It doesn't quite go 200 miles per hour. It's it usually does like 160 on average, 170. It's still quick. Oh, yeah. It, it, are you guys chatting with the other drivers, or do you know kind of the other drivers from from j- just a racing experience, or do you communicate with anybody else while you're racing? Well, while you're racing, they kind of are strict about that. You really can't really communicate while you race unless you're trying to get past someone saying, hey, I'm going to try to go to the right or try to pass you on the left. Like, during one race, I was saying blue flag to this one guy who was holding me up for an entire lap, this lap car. And the official was, like, easy on the blue flag. It's a distraction. So, anyway, so there is a little bit of way to, to, to communicate. And how, how long are the races? The races, well, the races are 45 minutes long. Oh, wow. Sport. And they used to be, like, 45 for the first two races before they uh, separated the rookie and sportsman class. Then they went to 60-minute races for race three to five and ever since then it's been 45 minutes is it is it hard to stay focused for 45 minutes racing or uh, it's pretty easy to stay focused to be honest because i'm usually racing near the front with the top guys i'm usually sticking with them and i usually keep my focus and when my dad or my brother or my mom comes down uh i usually tell them i need 110 percent focus let me drive <laughs> um <laughs> that's funny do you usually practice quite a bit before before the race or are you pretty comfortable just jumping in uh, learning a new racetrack usually with the autobahn guys i practice 
not with the RSR because like some of them do not have the RSR. I usually practice with the 718 or the Miata Cup car on there at the tracks we go to next for PCA, and they're really helpful, really competitive guys. People like John Barwick, Scott Bowman, Paulo Carlo, who's one of my brother's friends. They usually really help out. Yeah, that's a good. That's the, yeah, that's a good group. I've been I've been in some of those races uh, uh, leading up to your PCA race, and yeah, they're they've they're a lot they're a lot of fun, and those guys are really good and very helpful. Do, how do you think that the that the sim racing relates to to car to car racing? What's the one thing that you that if something stands out, the one thing you think you that has helped you as a driver from the sim racing aspect? The one thing that's helped me is kind of like how to race in traffic, for one, and how to get around the traffic quicker. It's really helped me with my confidence because I actually kind of lacked that with both karting and Miatas. I usually would be kind of indecisive when I wanted to pass somebody or when I did not. And the two times I tried passing somebody last year, I ended up getting warnings from Gritter. So that didn't really work out too well. So yeah, you got a warning from our race director about about how you were passing there at, at the Audubon Country Club. Interesting. So, do you feel you're better prepared when we finally get on the racetrack this year? Do, do your sim racing? Oh, definitely for sure. Yes, I feel I am better prepared for the season. I do feel confident coming into it as well. I do feel like I will definitely do better than what I did last year from the sim racing, but not just that. From what I learned last year as well has helped me out. Hmm. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, sometimes I hear you uh you got a pretty good coach in your dad and and sometimes uh I know I'm jealous that he's that he's coaching you in, in some of those races. So that's gotta be pretty cool where where your dad can be just right there with you and uh, you know, in a in your house while while he's helping you and teaching you how to drive and helping you figure out the, the courses and stuff. I think that's a pretty cool aspect of it too. So do you find do you race other uh uh, uh, other racing formats like you know Seto Corsa or R Factor. Do you do you primarily just race the i racing? Well, we do have an R Factor simulator up at Autobahn. I also play uh, Codemasters Formula One games on my Xbox One. They usually help out too. I do feel the Codemasters games are more realistic than i racing and R Factor. I do kind of hate saying that, but then again, all three of those simulators are great and unique ways is that the f1 is that the is that the format that the f1 drivers use when they race when they're doing this 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 sim racing series yeah most of them use the codemasters games some of them like lando norris and max verstappen also use iRacing as well oh what kind of coaching would you give somebody that's just getting into into iRacing or as you know, let me rephrase that let me get into sim racing is there any is there is there any you know um Anything you'd like to tell somebody? Hey, if you're just getting you're just getting started, here's some mistakes I made, and here are some things that worked out well that I did. Well, for one, you want to be patient with the sim because the sim isn't a hundred percent realistic to what driving a real car is, obviously, and it might be noticeable right away. But you also want to push your limits on a sim more than what you do on a real racetrack because for one on a sim you don't have to pay for damages if you damage the car <laughs> True. because you can put back into the pit so you want to push those limits see how well you can do that corner but you want to remind yourself that 
you probably will not be able to do that in real life because of the damages that you could cause. Interesting. So, yeah, you can stretch out a little bit more um, in the exactly. sim world, I guess, than you might do in your real car. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Is there any mistakes that you kind of made early on that uh, you like to keep, you know, you'd say, hey, don't do this, or I did this, and any, any mistakes to avoid? During a race, do not try to test things out during a race, <laughs> like you're in qualifying or practice. You want to race your race. And you might have to go slower to be quicker, just so that you do not cost yourself time by making a mistake, like I learned after the first round of the season. Very good, very good. And where is the race at this Friday? It's at Road America. The prelude is on Wednesday. That does not air on YouTube, but the finale is on Friday. So it will be on YouTube, though, around like 7 o'clock-ish. You can watch the rookie race, and then you can watch the sportsman race. Then there are the pro and club races that are on as well. Oh, wow, interesting. Yeah, that was going to be my next question, is is how do you, uh, to, write, to, to, to get to that. So it looks like, um, yeah, the YouTube... 2020 Porsche Club of America Sim Racing Series. It's like the iRacing Esports Network that broadcast it. It's not iRacing themselves who broadcast it. It's like the Esports Racing Network. I'm ah, not sure yes. Exactly. Yes, the iRacing Esports Network is a place to is a place to go see it. Um, yes. They have all kinds of stuff. Uh, I've just navigated to their page. There's, there's quite a bit of, bit of stuff that goes on there. Thanks for coming on the show and talking a little bit about your unique uh, sim racing experience and an area that you have kind of moved toward, which is, uh, you know, the, the Porsche Club of America uh, racing, which I think is, is, is pretty neat. So what's, uh, what's up this year for you once the track actually gets open and our stay-at-home order goes away? You're going to be back in the carts and Miatas this year. Do you have anything else planned? Yeah, Kurtz and Miata's for sure. We're trying to get some other things planned, too. We're still working on them, though. We'll have to see how this coronavirus situation goes. Congratulations again on your uh, second-place position that you have going into the finale. We'll all be rooting for you this this Friday, um, and that's Friday the 24th, uh, for your next race. Thanks again for being on the show, Jensen. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you again for having me, John. Great being on here. You've been listening to Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybill, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Join us next time for Autobahn Country Club Podcast.